Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Nashville, it's time for Nashville Business Radio. Now, here's your host. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Nashville Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and we uh, uh, have got a good one for you here today, folks. Uh, we've got the co-founders of Side by Side Solutions, Caroline Jacobson and Dominique Jara. Car- uh, Caroline, Dominique, welcome. Thank you. Hi, John. Thank How you. are you? Yeah, great. Appreciate being here. Great. Thank you. It's great to have both of you uh, with us today. Let's talk about side-by-side solutions and how you're serving the market out there. Well, we are um, a social impact marketing and communications consultancy. And what that means is that we work with companies and nonprofits and we help them develop their purpose if they don't have one. Um, Also, we can help them energize their purpose to all their stakeholders. That means their customers, their employees, um, suppliers board members, so that they could reap the benefits of what purpose can do for their company. And by purpose, we really mean a mechanism to drive growth and development in the company. So we can see that having a very clearly defined purpose can help you excel your your business and have a very clear approach to uh, the services you're providing your industry. And uh, that's how we uh, utilize uh, purpose also in strategic planning. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, let's, I think though folks get purpose, vision, and mission a little mixed up. And I think you two are the ladies that can clear that up for us. So do that. Go for it, Dominique. <laughs> sure. So purpose is actually why you get up in the morning, why the company exists, what are they um the actually why, what you're doing and the impact in the world. Vision is actually what the company does to, to achieve that. Um, so vision and mission, actually companies can um, achieve those things. So a mission is how, how they will achieve purpose or how they would, um, or in a com- uh, and vision is how a company aims to do it. But purpose is aspirational. Purpose companies probably won't achieve but they'll aim to do that and they get their employees and their customers and their stakeholders all um, aspiring to do that, to make that impact in the world. So purpose is why a company exists. Vision is how the company aims to achieve it. And mission is um, how it will do that. So, yeah. And we ensure that this um, PVM construct sits very snugly together, that there are no glitches and that is also very clear and logical all the way through. And that makes it much easier for the company to follow through and deliver on the purpose, vision and mission. Let's talk about why you start with purpose versus these other two parts of the construct. Well, knowing why you get up in the morning is really helpful to all of us, knowing what your purpose is in life, knowing why you started a company and why you should motivate your employees, your customers and all your stakeholders so that they also understand uh, your true meaning. And there's nothing that says that you can't remind them of that from time to time, because often you're so busy 
pushing through with your company. You have to make profits. You have to develop results and report back to your investors and stakeholders. So why not take a step back and think about what was that original purpose? Why am I really here? And that may help companies, especially in a volatile world where so many things are spinning around us. So that we've understood from our clients that they find find really helpful. And it's not just something that we made up. There's actually research to back that where um, purpose-driven companies actually have a higher and more productive workforce. Their customers actually are more loyal to them. And uh, some of the research that, that came out of during the time that we've had COVID and as, it, as we emerge from that, um, we're finding that employees are want more purpose in their lives and are looking for places to work that actually con- contribute to society. They have meaningful work and they expect companies now, both large and small, this is not just for one size, um, one type of company, but that they're expecting to companies to take a stance on things, yeah. um, on social issues, on environmental issues. And so they're more willing to, um, they're more willing to work for companies that have a purpose so that they know what they're doing, that they have more impact. But John, what we've been asking us lately is, well, who is checking if a company lives up to their purpose? Mm. Who is checking that it's not just a PR a tool or something to get, you know, headlines in the papers? And what we've been thinking is that a monitor, something that it can actually check how a company lives up to their purpose, how they activate and live their purpose through their employees through their customers and the community around them that is really the the true sentiment of the whole idea and those companies that can show that they live up to their purpose and it's not only a pr instrument they are the ones that do really really well yeah you hit on something i really want to get back to <laughs> because i think that's really important because we as you notice we've seen all sorts of pr releases over the last year and more really uh about uh, a company says we're going to do thus and so we're going to do this or we're going to uh, uh, make this commitment and i think folks are a little cynical about that so i'm glad you brought that up but but before we get to that um let's talk about this development of the purpose and the the steps to developing a company purpose. Let's get into that. Developing a co- company is it's hard work, um, and it takes uh, thought leaders to develop one. And that's where you can create your purpose, but you need to hear the voices within the company. Um, ultimately, it's the leadership that makes that decision on what the purpose is, why they um, started the company, why they. Uh, what they think they, the good that they can do in the world. But after that, then they need to complete, they need to make sure that all stakeholders understand what their pur- the purpose is, what the decisions are with that guiding light of being purposeful, what the decisions are that they need to make it. Um, the other step, next step number three is making sure that they communicate it properly. Um, they may think that they've told everybody, but is their onboarding for new employees and their training have purpose in it? Does it make sure that it goes to the suppliers? Does it go to the customers, depending on the type of uh, company it is or nonprofit it is? Um, So then the fourth one is inspiring your purpose. You keep reliving it. You make sure that everybody is um, on board and 
understands what the purpose is for their company. And then they, you live the purpose and eventually you're going to change the world. So. So the last step is often where we see a glitch that they see companies or employees, they see, yes, we do have a purpose. We heard about it, but we don't know how does it work for me in my day-to-day work? How do I use the purpose? And because I only see it as a sign on the wall and nothing else, and maybe it's in the annual report mentioned. uh, And that's often where we can come in and see how do we straighten up this line of communications and also so that it becomes tangible. Uh, Managers need to know how they can, in a tangible and effective way, implement this on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, for sure. Now, you know, I'm, Let's let's talk about I guess where purpose gets off the track if if we can. Um, I mean I understand why when you're starting up, starting out with a, a, a well articulated purpose is really important. But this is not something that's unchangeable. I mean as as time goes on in a nonprofit or in a uh, for profit company, uh, that you can kind of veer off the track however well intended you are, right? Well, it's a living thing, right? Mm -hmm. So any strategy or business plan is a living thing. You have to follow it. You have to watch trends and what's happening in the world around you with your competitors and, of course, with your internal voices, your employees. How do they understand the world that you all represent together in the company? and be prepared to adjust and change and move. But always think about that original reason for being, your purpose. Why are we here in the first place? And it's, there's a lot of pressures put on leadership for, um, you know, especially depending on the type of co- company you have, but profits are always been the number one driving things for companies. And it's, of course, they're, they're so important and you don't want to give up profits but it's not just about that anymore. So it's, it, again, what Carolyn was saying, it's living it and making sure that all stakeholders in the company knows what, what your purpose is. So when decisions get made, that um, higher purpose that you want to live becomes part of the decision-making process. The other thing is poor communication. Sometimes leadership thinks that they talk about it once or twice at board meetings or it's sitting down with their, um, their employees And that's all they have to talk about. And then they go on to their day-to-day activities. As Caroline was saying, that you need to have purpose live in anything you do. So um, as far as your employee training, your onboarding, communications that you do internally and externally to your suppliers and customers is really important. And it's it's there forever. You know, you always want to make sure that you're backing what your purpose is. And sometimes when it doesn't work, it's because purpose is too vague. Um, Employees can't understand what you're talking about they don't understand if it's too vague and it's not aspirational enough then they really don't get it and unfortunately sometimes that's worse than not having a purpose at all mm. um, sometimes it can do, do do more harm when like you were saying people are kind of cynical now if it's not relevant if it's not real transparent and companies aren't accountable to that then it becomes something that's actually it's it's um, detrimental to the company and the nonprofit then um, of something that's going to be a return on their investment. Folks, we're chatting with Carolyn 
Jacobson and Dominique Jara, and they are uh, partners in Side by Side Solutions. Uh, you mentioned employees, and I'm curious about how purpose works in terms of the dynamic between leadership and employees, because sometimes purpose is a top-down thing, um, and it maybe is imposed. <laughs> it, if, if I can use that word, it, maybe employees feel that it's impo- imposed. How should leaders work with their employees to get their feedback on what purpose should be? Well, you see two aspects I think we would say it's it's the employees who have been there for a while and how they could get on board and understand and recognize themselves in the uh, with the employer that they're working for. But and this is where we see a big change, and that is new staffers coming on board, because a lot of people who look for jobs today, they want to work for someone who has a purpose that they can identify with and understand. That means that your employer brand has to be in line with that purpose to attract the kind of people you want in your company to be able to live that original purpose that you have already been spending so much time to develop. But sure, it's a never-ending story, right? You have to work on this ongoing. It's not start here, finish there. It's work on it all the time and remind people, maybe show different perspectives of this purpose. You have to internalize it and say, verbalize, well, what does this mean for me in my world? In, in I go home, I go home to my family. What does this purpose that I live, you know, 40 hours a week, what does that mean for me in my life in general? And I would add that sometimes managers <laughs> tend to be the ones that um, you have to educate and have helped them understand what purpose is. Because once they know that everybody is, you know, use a cliche, everybody's rowing the same way, then decisions get easier. You can empower employees to make their own decisions because they know what the purpose is. They know where the company's headed and what the um, types of things, the decisions uh, that they need to make. And so managers become more at ease with giving that to their employees to empower them to make those decisions. And again, uh, it's, the training that they have, it's the communication that they have, and it's it becomes motivating. It becomes um, something that they really all want to do. And I would assume that this is, but I'm asking, uh, that this is not some airy-fairy thing we're talking about here. I mean, there is some real um, dollars and cents return on purpose and in integrating that with where employees are. Because if, if folks feel like they're working for something bigger than just a paycheck, then it helps in retention. Exactly. And now Carolyn just finished, a, um, she just did a summary of all the different research that we that are out there. And this is research that is backed by real data about what purpose can do for a company as far as retaining their employees better, their higher returns on their investments, um, and actually moving the, the, the dial on something so that employees feel like they're part of something bigger. But it goes back to making sure that it's communicated back to the employees and to, their, and to customers um, to make sure that those things stay alive. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. Now, let, let's talk about when 
purpose doesn't work. I mean, and what, what are the implications of that? And maybe you can address how I, if, if, if I, if I'm a leader in a nonprofit or, or a, a middle market company, how do I know I need a, a refresh of my purpose? I mean, what are the signs that I need to be looking for? Um, I'll, I'll, I think one of the, especially today, if you look at our current situation with employees and some of the, especially small to mid-sized companies that are having, they're struggling to find the right employees to fit now that we're emerging from 2020 and starting to get back to work. Um, one of the things they can find or they that might be seeing is that employees are actually looking at what they're doing and may not be coming back to the same place because, again, they didn't really understand why they were working there. It wasn't um, fulfilling enough. So employers that look at uh, that are struggling to look for employees may consider bringing purpose into their workplace and actually communicating that to potential um, new employees so that they can understand it's it, it means something to them. It motivates them. And so that's one area that I think they would be able to see that they may consider purpose. It's not just the mission or the vision of the company. It's actually why the company exists. Um, so let's talk a little bit about uh, the types of clients you work with. You mentioned nonprofits, you mentioned uh uh, small, mid-sized companies. Let's put a little definition around that if we can. Sure. Um, I'll start with the nonprofit side, which is kind of funny because I'm my background is corporate and Carolyn's background is nonprofit. So we're going to switch here a little bit. Okay. Um, but we just finished working with a nonprofit that was looking for funding um, and for companies that are looking for the same purpose. So we worked with the nonprofit, um, developed their purpose with their leadership. And then we took that purpose and looked for companies that had similar purpose so that they would integrate with each other. And what um, the, comp- the nonprofit was looking to do was looking for more long-term funding. Because I think one of the things that if your listeners have is a nonprofit, that's one of the things, the annual struggle of finding funding to continue with their um, organization is so time-consuming and so arduous that we tried to help them find funding that is going to be more long-term and purpose tends to help them do that. If the company is looking for this and the nonprofit has the same purpose and they integrate together well, the relationship is going to be better. And it becomes more of a partnership than just something that the company does for philanthropy. And we just finished with somebody that was working with that. Yeah, switching sides. (laughs) So the second example, John, is a healthcare company, which works in uh, dental um, dental healthcare products. So a B2 um, business to business company uh, that have always made sure that they uh, are sustainable. They source their products sustainably, they produce, they um, have a supply chain that is sustainable. They've got all the internal contracts. Everything is in place. It's very good. They're a, they're a sector leader. But they wanted to transform from being a sustainable, uh, having sustainable products to actually being a sustainable company which meant that they had to look internally to see how do we manage our company? 
How do we engage with our employees? How do we talk about sustainability in a way inside the company that it is understood that it's not only about what would we buy for our products or how we uh, manage our supply chain. And that whole transformation was really a look inside the soul of the company and they had to revisit, well, why did we start from to begin with? And this is a family-owned company, so they had to revisit their original values and the reasons why they started the company. So that's a different way of managing purpose where you take this holistic view Yeah, that's great. And I would, you know, I think it's, I know we kind of hit on this just a, a, a little bit, but I, I really think it's important to really dive into this just a little more. And that is just, I guess the return on purpose for lack of a better way of putting it, um, is, is what's at stake for a company. And again, that this is not some, um, ethereal notion that, you know, is, is a, a feel good that it does, you're doing it for the right reasons, of course, but that it does have some dollars and cents benefit. Well, there is a competitive angle for sure. The example that I gave was that these, this company also wanted a voice among their competitors. They wanted to talk about something that none of their competitors talked about and being, um, well, yeah, being a voice in this particular area. So they saw that as a huge opportunity to take that space in the market. And we see also for the nonprofit side that if donors can identify with the purpose of an organization, you can compete for that donor dollar in a different way. If you have a clearly articulated purpose and you can match that with donor resources and donor uh, plans. And I've done the research. So the data behind is that that, um, consumer-driven, co- so purpose companies that deal with consumers are four times more likely to purchase from that company, especially if they're articulating the, um, that purpose out to their customers. Six times more um, likely to um, to protect the company when, so a purpose is actually helpful to a company um, against public criticism, if there's something like that going on. They're four times more likely to trust a company um, four times more likely to actually uh, tell about that company to their friends and family. So there's fee- there's return on investment, especially in the consumer side, that says if you have a purpose and you articulate it to your customers, that those things will actually re- be a better return on investment. Let's uh, chat about how you work with a client. So, Someone gets in touch and says, we, we need to have a conversation. Uh, we, we're off the track. We need to get our purpose straight. How does that engagement work? And how do you work with uh, my company to, make, to, to get that right? Well, the purpose journey is a long way to travel. You need tickets to many different destinations. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. And it's Monday morning. Forgive me. I like and it. <laughs> so we always talk to the client about where on the journey are you? Mm. We ask a few questions to suss out, do they have a purpose perhaps? Is it not functioning? Or maybe they don't have a purpose and need to start from the beginning. So we try to figure out where on the journey, so to speak, uh, they are. And then we map out 
the road for them in a way that makes sense to them, take them through the different steps, which Dominique will, will talk about in a minute. But we always ask them lots of questions to get data, information, to inform ourselves so that the data, so that the journey is adapted to their actual situation, which means that we have to look at sales, we have to look at communications, what do they, you know, etc. We've developed a process that the purpose journey process that we take them through. Um, and it's, it helps. We, again, we sit down with le- the leaders of the company first, but then we do bring in the voices of the different constituents, their suppliers, their, um, their customers, their employees. Um, but then we look at that and ultimately it still goes back to those leaders, the founders of the company to be able to say, okay, this is our purpose. And then we strategically put down a plan, a communication plan, a marketing plan to help them take that purpose through their brand. Because if it's a company that's been out there for a little while and they don't have a purpose, but they have brand communications already, we'll help them integrate those with their purpose. Um, We'll also integrate that with their onboarding, with their training, um, with their also, you know, we talked about their employees, making sure that the the employee development is done that way as well. Um, So that you had mentioned about how, not to feel that it's being taken from the top and just pushed down to the employees. Employees are actually rewarded for some of that, for the decisions that they make dealing with purpose. So it becomes a holistic approach to change the company. And like Carolyn said, it's not going to happen overnight. There's going to be some missteps. There's going to be things that um, they don't uh, do right, but we are here, we're help, here to help them. And also it's a, it's a journey. So it's going to have some bumps and, um, valleys in the road but we'll help them get there Hmm. in the case that Dominique was talking about we included a top um, a bottom-up approach in the purpose journey so we had uh, people throughout the organization participating while in other other times we only work with management and started top level leadership so this differs a little bit depending on what the purpose situation looks like from the beginning um, sometimes we're also asked to put together presentations for board meetings, to talk to investors, talk to donors, to talk about uh, the purpose journey with them, because we would like to see them as participants in that journey. Folks, again, we're here. I'd ch- like to add that. Yeah, well, go ahead, Dominique, go please. Ahead. <laughs> no, I just wanted to add that um, a lot of, if you look, if they're familiar with different news organizations, purpose is definitely part of the um, large corporation scenarios now, but it's not, it's not just for those. It's for people that are small to mid-size for their competitive competition, for the return on investment. So if your listeners think that they, it's not for them, if they're in that category, it's definitely for them. Thank you for saying, Thank you for Go saying for no, for I was going to say thank you for saying that because mm-hmm. I, I think that is a perception that people have uh you know that you've got to have some big media budget or something and have commercials on about mm-hmm. your purpose and that's that's not necessary at all i mean it, this is something that small and medium sized companies can benefit from significantly and often with an advantage Absolutely. because a smaller organization is usually closer linked to their community already. They mm. have a very secure base in their community and are closer to their purpose. So communicating that to their stakeholders may be 
a different um, challenge and may even, I shouldn't say easier, but they may be positioned differently to do so compared to a large comp- uh, corporation that have completely different issues to take into consideration. It's a really good point because they are, and they also are more nimble and flexible. So when purpose, when they do develop their purpose and they communicate it, they're much much easier and faster to be able to get to those customers and um, look how many different constituents a large corporation has versus a small to mid-sized company. They're just, just by the nature of the size of the company, they're able to do it faster. Yeah. For sure. Um, now I want to get, come back around to what we mentioned earlier about, uh, you, we, you've de- helped walk the company through and developing their purpose. Um, they're on the right track. They're making progress because of this, that, you know, the, um, and getting the benefits of having a clearly defined, articulated and executed purpose. Um, how do they distinguish themselves from those companies that, well, let's just say they did great on the press release, but that's about it. <laughs> how, how do they, how, how do I communicate how well I'm doing with that purpose? Oh, that's a great question. And that's really good. <laughs> Go ahead, Carol. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that usually the purpose is as good as the activities that the company has. You know, if you can see the purpose shine through every single activity out in the real world, it, like like I said before, with the you know the supply chain and how you handle your providers, or in a you know how every, tiny little details like hiring consultants need to be in line with our purpose. Hiring a catering company need to be in line with our purpose. So every single activity that each department within their jurisdiction, if you will, within their uh, power, can implement is the proof of the purpose. And that's the kind of documents that uh, Dominique and I would would look at. So uh, if you have a big concert venue in Nashville, for instance, and you hire lots of providers for that concert venue and that event to take place, how do you actually bring your purpose to life by um, hiring the artist, getting the musicians, getting the lights and the sounds and everything else in place and the location you take into consideration, the environment, the garbage collection, everything else, the safety of the people uh, attending the event. So it goes through every single details of the activities that you have as a company. That's some... uh, Yeah, go ahead, Dominique, please. Sorry. Yeah. The tactics also, part of the strategy that we put together is also a plan for benchmarking so that it becomes more of a um, data-driven response to, it's not just something that becomes, oh, we think we're doing well. We actually can help them drive their data um, and benchmark different things that they, the way that either do surveys, focus groups, and things like that. So they have some real hard data to be able to show their constituents, their stakeholders that they're actually living their purpose. Uh, Dominic, Carolyn, this has been great. Uh, Lots for folks to chew on. And I can't imagine that there's uh, uh, folks that don't want to get in touch with you after hearing some of what you've had to offer today. So let's get to the most important question which is how they can do that. Uh, g- give them your contact uh, 
uh, and, and coordinates, if you will. The easiest way to get in touch with us is on our website. We're sidebysidesolution.co. So that's where you find us online. Awesome. Also, yep. Also, you know, Carolyn, should we give them our email address as well? So it's Go for it. Dominique, D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-E, at sidebysidesolution.co. And Carolyn, at sidebysidesolution.co. So that's another way they can get a hold of us. Terrific. Uh, Carolyn Jacobson and Dominique Jara from Side by Side Solutions. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you, John. Thank you. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks so much. Uh, Folks, just a uh, quick reminder and a request. Uh, You can find the archive of our shows, North North, or uh, Nashville Business Radio. You can find it at NashvilleBusinessRadioX.com. Now, here's the request. Go find the show on your favorite podcast app. Nashville Business Radio is the search term. Subscribe to the show. And I'm boldly asking for a five-star review. But it's not about me. It's not about Business Radio X. It's about our guest. We want our guest to be found by folks that are searching for their services and how they can help. And, uh, you're doing that will aid in that process. So great business leaders like Carolyn and Dominique and the others we've had on this show deserve to be found and we want them to be found and you can help in that. So if you could do that for us, we would greatly appreciate it. So for my guests, Carolyn Jacobson and Dominique Jara, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on Nashville Business Radio.